Hello everybody, and welcome to It Is In Us Now, It Is In U.S. Now, a podcast that encourages deep thought, inner reflection, positive vibration, benevolent opinion, the freedom to experience and express, a belief in faith, compassionate action, and the proliferation of insightful, constructive gems of information. I thank you all for listening. This is your host, Gil C., bringing you this podcast from the vastly awakened U.S. of America on the greatly awakened planet Earth. <laughs> I could have gone, you know, to the continent and then to the hemisphere and then to the world, but I just, you know, wanted to go ahead and encompass all of that right now because that's exactly what's going on. Um, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> and, um... Thank you for listening today. I am delightful. Uh, I delightful. I am delighted. <laughs> well, hopefully to you, I'm delightful. Um, but no, I am delighted and uh, grateful to be bringing this season number four, episode number 105. So <laughs> I was getting a little bit ahead of myself there for a second, talking out a turn. It seems as though... Um, the art of the ramble has truly taken its new form in 2020, uh, as I tend to uh, just uh, toodaloo all over everything. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so um, I was um, thinking today, um, actually over the last few days, like that it would be good to kind of like touch base again on a few topics that we spoke of last podcast. As you may remember or may recall, the uh, last uh, episode was primarily a review on Mercury Retrograde. And um, there was just, uh, I mean, we're still going through it. We're about six days out to the end. And then, you know, depending on your perspective, there's going to be like a shadowy week, week and a half afterwards where you can probably still feel the effects of the energy that is present. It's just that in that thought, I was thinking like, um, oh, (laughs) well, before I I continue, I should probably also tell you that I decided um, the primary topic for this podcast is going to be... um, the full moon and the energy that it provides because we actually just had one two days ago well we're coming out of a full moon weekend as well as a lunar eclipse and so i thought that would be awesome to talk about that along with you know um the meaning of like how the eclipse is tied into that and uh, and just kind of go into that so we'll use the introduction to kind of like talk about the last episode so you'll get two segments in this particular podcast if i don't decide to throw in a conclusion that has nothing to do with anything that we've been talking about <laughs> which is highly possible when you're dealing with the art of the ramble um mm, quick segue i am just starting a um sauvignon blanc oh it's it's pretty tasty very affordable okay so anyways um so yeah so what i was thinking about with the mercury retrograde um you know uh, ultimately everything and, and even as we talk into the main part or the main topic um a lot of this is really starting to show itself 
in a way that is representative of the way a human is thinking. So it really does become our perception. And that's why I said for some, there may be like a week, week and a half of the shadowy, you know, overcast of the Mercury retrograde. Because as is been told to us, when dealing with Mercury retrograde or certain events, like there's always that wave or force of energy coming and going with the passing of of that. And then remember, you have to take this, even when we get into the full moon, I'll probably talk about more of that, more of this with that. Um, but it's to, to get you, give you a logical like uh, idea on how to like um, relate to the idea of when I'm talking about energy and its influence, it's the relatable digestible aspect of that is the fact that this energy is being influenced by other planets other like you know i i like to call them celestial beings or you know whatever because like they all have i mean they all have an energy right and so like some of these are are gaseous some of them are metal core some of them are like you know whatever i mean i'm not by any ways like educated on like the makeup of all of the planets but um water ice you know <laughs> anyway so like um yeah, so it's the influence of these different types of materials, the mass and density of their bodies, and the way that they affect all of the, uh, I guess, well, like the gravity and the lack thereof, and the mass, the lack thereof, and the space in the space, you know, how they all affect each other. And just as we humans emit an energy, an aura, or... Uh, I don't think Merkaba is correct in that. I think that's the ascension aspect of, of your energy. Anyways, it might be your aura as well. I'm right now I'm just a little trust me, I just started the wine. <laughs> but um I, I not to segue too much, but I've just segued greatly into something. But it's all like it's all part of how to understand the aspect of energy. It's basically trying to tell an individual or to share with an individual that everything is emitting an energy and we do and are affected by it regardless of the fact that we have something solid con constituting us or whatever else is around us. And so that is how and why planets and moons can affect energy. And it's important, I believe, for an astute person to take into consideration that their surroundings can greatly affect their personal self. And I also think it's important for an accountable human being to know this so that way we in turn can learn how to reciprocate a more positive energy. Because if we're doing that and we're emitting that, that's what we're going to affect. And um, because just like things affect us, we affect things. And that is why, da, 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 that is why it is important, I believe, to know about things um, and their space in, around and close to us um, and distant of us. And anyways, so, okay, so Mercury retrograde with the side of quantum thought. Um, so it's one of those things where like, um, 
I was thinking about technology, but I got so wrapped up in this one um, informational, like, vlog, almost interview type, like, uh, that I saw on the internet. And they were talking about contracts in terms of oats, which, you know, that's going to be a topic for an up-and-coming um, podcast, most likely. Mm. So, I was just, um, that's why I wanted to talk about Mercury Retrograde, because in terms of contracts, and they were talking about it being agreements, and it being intentions, and stuff like that, and I kept thinking, like, well, with Mercury Retrograde, because of all the dissonance that's going on regarding communications and technologies, you know, and even traveling, it would be ill-advised to take on a new agreement, contract, intention, or something like that. Not because it's not possible, but just because at that moment there is more energy present that can sustain a certain amount of error, okay? Um, it's, it's, it's not saying that it's the individual. It's not implicating the individual. What it is saying is that there's always potential for outside forces and outside individuals to have an effect on someone's expectation, which ties back to the idea that we shouldn't expect things. Um, but then again, that is yet another podcast for another day because we could talk at length on that. Um, so, okay, so that's what I was just, I was listening to these guys talk and um, so interesting and, and very relatable. And I, I don't... It, uh, the thing, when I say relatable, I mean understood by easily by most, if not everyone, on a level that they can identify with in some way, whether it's a memory of something they saw, something they heard, something they did. Um, that's what I mean. So um, even though, like, say I'm listening to certain vloggers, bloggers, podcasters, or whatever, um, like, I may not be able to directly relate to an experience but through and of something someone or of my own I can identify with what they're trying to say so uh, anyways um, I just found it very fascinating and it just made me think like well I mean that's that's the clarity in effect for that because it does tie in greatly to the other pillars that I as like loosely lovingly call them because if you have these pillars and they're understood, what do pillars do? They provide strength. Correct? Correct. Oh my God, that's so easy to understand. <laughs> what is a uh, one of my um, oh, one of my highly like? Oh my God, no, I'm going too far with that. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, we'll stop there. Uh, that is going to be for a vlog, not for a blog, uh, not for a podcast. Okay, so anyways, um, so that's all it's saying. And again, you know, like I'm, I'm now going into this new facet of learning. Like I have spent the beginning, we're halfway through the year. I've spent the beginning of the year um, going through some pretty tough stuff, right? Like um, I lost a, a loved one. Um, Amongst other things that have been going on, you know, socially, um, I would say economically, but I think what's going on economically is overdue and expected 
potential to be expected. <laughs> and um, I feel like it's things are going the way that I have been aware of for almost almost two decades. Almost like maybe undercutting it by three years and change. So these are things that I'm just like, okay, <laughs> that's another podcast. Oh, look, I'm just lining up this season for you. Am I not? <laughs> that's another podcast for another day. And we kind of touched on it on a prior, but, and uh, a prior and probably a vlog, but yeah. So anyways, um, uh, where am I going with this? Oh, I totally just segued off of everything. So hold up. Let me take a sip. <laughs> This is going to be a very fun introduction. It's all about Mercury Retrograde. Oh, the new... I knew that would help me remember. Um, the new, like... I'm learning new things right now. So when I say I'm learning new things, what I mean is... I... I going through some obstacles and making them opportunities based on perspective and based on patience and based on really taking an initiative to understand exactly what it is that I'm perceiving and why. And that's not to say that people don't. Some people probably do it a lot quicker than others. <laughs> I just feel like it's one of those things that I've always said, like when things feel like they're going a certain way, pay attention to it and then start to break it down. You know, like I felt for the better part of the beginning of the year that things, there was a very strong current and I've always been not, well, yeah, I've always been the one to feel like kind of go with the flow and it was in my later life that I learned that when you're going with the flow and things are going right, you're actually going with the course of the way things should be going. Uh, and when you come across those riptides and you come across those currents that may sway you off your path, um, that if it's not something that's been put there as a learning obstacle or opportunity, then you may be going off course. And I just had the epiphany saying that right now that I've never been going off course, although I've questioned it. But right now, what's resonating with me is that I've just been getting a buttload of learning lessons. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I hesitate when I say lessons because like, over the last shit few years, I've slowly changed that language to opportunity. Like, and I think that comes with the idea that number one, knowing that lessons do help and improve through practice and study and learning. Um, but opportunities is taking it, right? I just, I, I think I'm just going way in on this Mercury retrograde thing. Um, I feel like I was getting some good stuff and that will be another podcast for a future time. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no, that would have taken us way away from Mercury Retrograde. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, I'm a very strong believer in if you forget it or you're interrupted, shut the hell up. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. Um, anyway, so, okay. So it's these learning perspectives. It's these obstacle. Ah, look, I'm trying to segue back onto that last train of thought, right? Okay, so maybe I'll lend a little of attention. But ultimately, when it comes to events like Mercury retrograde and a full moon or what have you. Um, I'm just learning, I'm starting to learn that ultimately right now it's up to the human and our perception of how we're going to handle these things. I've decided to take these obstacles as opportunities, but it didn't happen overnight. Like this is literally like me becoming a hermit, not really, but kind of, you know, um, deciding to be out of a relationship because I wanted to make sure I had my stuff together after my last relationship, which was substantial. It was almost six years and I have been single for nine. Uh, <laughs> I have always been the angel. <laughs> well, I've always been an angel, but like maybe just the level or degree of what someone would consider. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. So, um, but what I'm saying is like, uh, uh, what was I saying? Oh my god, yeah, here we go again. <laughs> hmm. Maybe I should just stop interrupting myself, or maybe this um, Cabernet Sauvignon, no, is he Pinot Grigio? Cabernet Sauvignon is, um, I said something Blanc, didn't I? <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc is, um, is stronger than I thought. Um, Okay, so anyways, all right, well, I wasn't intending to make the introduction almost 20 minutes long, and I didn't continue speaking about what I was speaking about earlier because I didn't want to make it 20 minutes long. So on that note, we will go ahead and proceed with the main topic of this conversation. Just keep in mind, Mercury retrograde, six more days. You're already more than halfway through it. I feel like everybody's doing great and fine with it. We're all being patient, I guess because of what's going on right now. Um, but we as humans have definitely learned a level of understanding that I have not seen in a while. And I think that's great. So let's move on to our main topic, um, the full moon and its energetic effects, or maybe it'll be called the full moon and the influence of its energy or the influence it provides or the energetic influence provided by and thereof and therefore okay <laughs> moving on okie dokie wall we are now going to start the main part of this particular podcast and it is going to be called the full moon and the energy it provides because it does provide it and it's how we perceive it or if we're aware and if we acknowledge the fact that it's there and if we decide intend or desire on understanding how that energy can influence us now it may be true that when i first got into this most of what i learned came from a very esoteric and spiritual aspect of energy as opposed to what does the scientific definition of gravity do to a human <clears throat> we know it can keep us weighed down 
it can pull us apart. It can make us completely like weightless if it's in its absence. Um, but who's to say that it's really absent and maybe not just tuned to a different frequency, right? So there's that. Um, wow. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. That felt so right. So anyways, um, and, and that's just what it is. It's, it's when you start to get an understanding of and an awareness and importantly, when you start to acknowledge, because with acknowledge... When you acknowledge something, you're both aware of it and you accept it. Um, and it becomes part of a truth that you that, that makes you, you. And it's what makes your consciousness aspire to do certain things. It's what makes you believe certain things. Um, so... Wow. <laughs> I'm just spouting all these words today. Oh my god, I'm kind of surprised. Um... Maybe it's good that I waited to do this because <clears throat> I, I mean, you, you all have to really understand I've been, I'm not going to say like I've been in a funk, like in the sense of what I think people typically understand when someone says they've been in a funk, because I mean, I think by hanging out with me, being around me, I don't think you would get the impression that like I'm in a funk. But what some of the ones closest to me have said is um, that there's a different energy. And they didn't say it like that exactly, but that's ultimately what was said when it was stated that, you know, things do feel different, things are different. And yeah, they are. And I'm fully aware that I am one of the contributors to that. Um, but I'm not the only contributor to that. I'm just feeling like we're all playing this role. And and like I said in the last segment, I have been learning. And I don't think I've finished saying what I was learning. So let me just do that real quickly. Um, oh yeah, I did say what it was. It was the human. That it's how we look at things. You know, and I have decided certain aspects of what I believe. Not decided... It was more like felt first. It's like, did my heart sing when I heard this thought or this idea or this sentence or read this paragraph or heard these words spoken or felt that music? What did my heart do? That's what it is. That is your truth. Simple as that. It's different for people. For me, it feels like... um, a warmth that just kind of expands slightly and then goes down or it stays expanded um, and it's like a warmth not like a tingling but just like a heat um, that's how I know now when we've talked about energy in the past we've talked about the fact that you would have to write your own dictionary that's what it is for me it could be something different for you the hairs on your arms may stand up or you might get a tingling up the side of your neck and, and you would recognize over time that you could relate that sensation to, to an experience. And then you could say, was that a good experience, a bad experience? Was it a learning experience or was I way off course? And then when you feel that feeling again, you can say, this experience, I had that feeling and that was a bad experience. That was a good experience. I benefited from that. I learned from that. You know, like, or I'm going to stay away from that. Or now I know better. So, 
I just was in this funk and I think the funk is, is that like I'm, I've been downloading <laughs> I've obviously been downloading so much stuff because I'm just saying these things with so much conviction and I'm fully aware of it and maybe that's why it was when I got the idea to speak about the full moon the first thing I thought was like I've spoken about the full moon and moon energies and planet energies and like in every season pretty much I mean sends maybe the first or most of the first but I guarantee you from like two on there are multiple like episodes where it may be mentioned or 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 referred to when speaking towards energy given as an example I mean so um I thought, but no, there's something different. And it's the whole idea now that you have to be, we, I, you, we, us, have to be accountable with even being aware of it. So are we aware of it? Obviously. (laughs) I'm a little aware of it, or at least it's a truth for me. It may not be for others. I know in the past I've heard people that I've learned from just kind of diss the idea of paying attention to certain aspects of astrology or astronomy. And at first I thought like, am I wrong for like believing this? Am I wrong for feeling a connection or something relatable to it? But now when I think about it, I think maybe they just never saw something that they could say it was a tool or maybe they've been provided other tools so as to not to have to turn that way maybe it's not in their scope of interest but they're learning the same information but in another way because obviously I've been attracted we've been attracted to each other for a reason to learn something obviously I was going to them I've been that's a third or fourth time I've said obviously wow is it that obvious (laughs) so so yes it's that obvious I just realized that. Oh my God, that was five. <laughs> I'm writing a new song called The Fifth. Um, that's another thing. Like I'm told, this is a ramble, you guys. Oh my God, this is going to be called The Full Moon and the Energy It Provides Ramble. <laughs> because I have not even started really talking about the moon, but we are going around it. Ha ha ha. Like it goes around. Oh wait, it doesn't go around our planet. Oh yeah, it does. I don't know. Oh my God. No, we rotate. It stays in one spot. So (laughs) technically it goes around our planet, but by means of us, that lazy little puke. Um, So anyways, now it's a K-Moon. I mean, if you were intended to be there, or maybe it was placed there to keep the planet in a certain energy. Um, I can't believe I just said that. I never even thought that until right now. Okay, so... um, the energy changed, and this is true to form. I'm going back to topics that I started and didn't finish, and I'll probably finish other ones that I started earlier. But um, so, oh my god, that I just threw myself off. Give me one second. I'm gonna have a quick sip. Mm. By the way, earlier when I was waiting, waiting for the first segment to upload, I was having some wine. And it nearly darn went down the wrong windpipe, down the wrong tube. It went, almost went down my wind tube, windpipe. It was not in the proper part of my neck. It didn't go down my esophagus into the, yeah, stomach. <laughs> so anyways, <clears throat> you gotta keep things out of your larynx. So, um, I mean, obstructions. 
Okay, so, okay, no, 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 like, so, it shouldn't be a ramble, ramble, ramble. Like, I'll go back and I'll listen to this podcast and I'll make notes of the things that I really started and did not finish. And those will become podcasts, along with the things that I said will become podcasts. Um, but let's get to the full moon. And, and, okay, so the different thing about this podcast is just the idea that I'm learning about, you know that our perception means a lot and how we interpret things and look at it and how we need to be accountable of these things. I mean, we're getting to a point as humans where we need to know these things because why are we living our life working against them? Why did someone decide to make Mercury retrograde a bad thing? Why? All it is is telling us to slow the F down. All it is is telling us to like stop and look at what you're doing. Stop and look at what you've been doing. Stop and review where you're going so you can be a freaking badass when you go to finish what you started. That's all it's doing. All it, For those three and a half weeks, all you're doing is reviewing, assessing, and planning to move forward, which is why I said it's up to the person's perception to decide whether or not on day one of Mercury going direct, like it's up to them to decide whether they're going to deal with the week and a week and a half of shadow period, you know? Why not just hit the floor running full speed? You can, it's there because Mercury's direct. Technically, there's nothing stopping you other than the fact that there may be like traces of maybe some of its energy as it's finished passing our own planet. Um, However, we are energetic beings. We can say, we can control the space around us. So why not just move forward at that moment if possible? You know, or wait the week, you know, shoot the shit, take a breath. You know, I mean, it's there. That week to week and a half of, um, and here's me turning it into an opportunity. That week to week and a half, you can say, damn, that was a lot of work. You're not damn blessed. That was a lot of work during Mercury Retrograde. I'm going to take this next week and a half. And while the energy's still here to review and to kind of like hibernate, I'm going to use it. And then and then when this week is over, this week and a half is over, I'm going to go full force and I'm going to do it. I'm going to implement everything I was planning. I'm going to change things that I reviewed that I didn't like when I was reviewing or that I knew weren't benefiting me or weren't building me up or weren't being constructive. That were tearing me down, that were keeping me from what and who I really am. And that's what this is about. So the full moon. (laughs) And there was an eclipse on top of that. And I'm also going to tie in why I believe it was so significant the 4th of July fell on this particular experience, this particular event. Sorry. Wine in the windpipe. Larynx. Um, I'm going to take another sip of that. Okay, so the full moon. As been said in the past, what I learned about the energy the full moon provides based on different esoteric and spiritual aspects, because for me, it was important to learn the spiritual side first. I've always, I was raised to learn the spiritual side of things first, just so you all know. And I believe now I have an understanding as to why, because I didn't take things necessarily face value or secularly you know I didn't think I have to get here to get there I thought why do I need to get there to go there (laughs) so that's kind of like like the easiest way to define that you know it wasn't like I have to get here to get there 
it's why do I have to get there, be here to get there, you know, and, and then to learn if that was proper. And I guess maybe like when you come into the idea of trying to attain things, it's wasting time trying to figure out the whys. It's more better, more better, worser. <laughs> it's better to just go and implement it because you know what you want the end result to be. However, there's potential for a person to do wrong by others if they're doing that or executing that way of being or that plan in a selfish way, which is why I pull back and look at the why and the how, because I don't want to get something for my benefit just to find out that down the line, you know, it was the downfall or, or a hindrance to another person. Now, granted, you could say, well, but I was the teacher for that experience of theirs, but don't be so arrogant. Don't be so arrogant because if you can say that about someone's downfall or hindrance, then that is arrogance. That is plain out arrogance. A real teacher doesn't have the intention of trying to teach the lesson. A real teacher provides the information and allows the student to learn how to apply it. That's the only way that they're going to learn. If you tell them how, how to apply it, if you show them through experience, make them experience something bad to learn something, you're not really teaching them. You're teaching them to fear it, the experience, but you, in the end, they may not truly appreciate what they went through to get where they're going if you're doing it in a way that's <clears throat> that assertive. You can be aware that you're a teacher and, and know that you have information to share, but I personally would never take that responsibility. Like talk about like trying to, to uh, I say trying, whoops. <laughs> that may have just given away that I was kind of referring to a personal experience. Um, I'm not the one who would be in the position to want to make that kind of a karmatic connection to say I was your teacher and I'm gonna put you through this so you learn no 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 no. I'm here to provide the information and if you don't take it hey <laughs> no harm no foul I don't care I mean I do care because I I feel love and gratitude and, and compassion but you can't teach someone something they're not ready to learn or something they're not wanting to learn at the moment. And it's for a reason. It's because they have other things to learn before they get to a point where they can take that experience and apply it and appreciate it. So anyways, okay, full moon. So, <laughs> so the heart energy, this is why I speak about this. And this is how I related energy. And it took me a while to get to a point where I could say, okay, it is the positioning. And it's weird because the way it came is like, I was listening to these spiritual people first. And then I was listening to these people who talk about, you know, astrology, or they would talk about, you know, astronomy, or they would talk about the weather, or they would talk about well, meteorology, you know. And then I just started to see a correlation when, you know, these people were talking about like a mass meditation or, and then all of a sudden, like you know a storm like kind of went away or the Schumann resonance went up or you know just different things like that and it's just, like there's such a correlation like to what's going on in the world as a matter of fact from the astrological you know 
astronomical aspect of it. It was, there was so much correlation between things that were going on secularly, like with politics, that that also tied into the energy that was present when like there was a retrograde or when there was this or when there was that, or when there was a full moon, when there was eclipse. Or, I mean, like when there have been like solar eclipses, there have been earthquakes. So you look at things like that and then you start, you know, when I would, when those two facets of information came together, what happened for me? My chest warmed up. And I was like, holy crap, they have to be related, right? So why not utilize the information provided to make the experience of this existence more fluid? In other words, if I know that when the full moon is about that this energy, which we're going to get into, um, is present... Why not go with what's present? Why am I going to decide to do something that's going to hinder or obstruct where I want to go? Obviously, there's another way around. This energy is present for a reason. So why not learn what it is, how it works, and how to utilize it? Or at least as as far as I believe you know, watching the correlation and hearing this information from other people. And this wasn't like one or two sources. It was like looking page after page, person after person, and then picking things that they all shared. They were all different, but they all had some of the same information. And I thought, well, if more than three or four of these people are saying one or two of these things within three or four of these subjects that all connect, and they don't know each other for as far as I know, you know, I mean, because most of them like, oh, I'm from this state or that part of the world or this part of the world. Like your assumption is they don't know each other. They may have come across each other's work, but they don't know each other, to my knowledge. <laughs> and um, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, OK, well, like that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. OK, so what I gathered from the full moon based on what I just shared with you and what resonated with me which is a perception it's my perception but it's become a perception that has made it easy for me so that's what I'm sharing with you you don't have to believe it I'm just sharing with you what the understanding of this information has helped me with and all of this is going to be is mainly provided help with understanding accepting and being patient that's what all of this is done primarily and what I intend to do is utilize that in other aspects and what I've been doing actually I shouldn't say to intend to what I've been doing is utilizing that in other aspects of my life and applying it to help me come home happy to help me go to sleep happy I mean I just told you guys like in the introduction I felt like I was in a funk right? I felt like I was in a funk. The funk had nothing to do with me being off the path now that I realized. It had everything to do with the fact that I'm downloading and things are just being learned. That's what this has all been about. And I feel good to say that. So, and I did share with others before Mercury Retrograde that this would be the time to do that. And like here, bam, <laughs> this is an example. This is an example. This is an example. <clears throat> this is an example of reviewing and looking at 
where you're at and what you've been doing and how you've been feeling and what you've been, wow, this should have been part of the introduction. We're 20 minutes in we're still, we still barely got into the full moon. <laughs> Back to Mercury retrograde. Well, this is a ramble. So, and I feel like talking, you guys, I've not talked like this in a while and I do feel like talking. So let's continue. Um, okay. So from what I understood is the full moon provides the energy that allows those who have the intent or desire or both if you want to say that to have things removed from themselves now here is the catcher this has to be solely for you of you by you from you in you about you around you i don't want to leave anything out because i there is no loopholes this is selfless intent completely selfless intent here is the difference between the energy present now when it comes to aspects of energy like a full moon an eclipse a retrograde everything has has to be selfless if you're going to sit and meditate or pray or desire or have some kind of intent about you that involves you becoming something more or having something more or being something more, but you are not being aware of how it will affect others and what it will do for others. And, and you are, I'm gonna use the term reckless with that intent, then it's not gonna work. And there may, the potential may be there for the energy to put you in your place where you're supposed to be in a way that could be less fluid than you may want it to be. So please, I mean, and, and that feels right for me to say, I'm really trying to say how to say it. I'm really trying to think how to say it to make it understandable. Um, it has to be selfless. Like there's no, there was energy present in the past that superseded what happened in our solar system from a uh, like from celestial body kind of uh, like point of view. So in other words, like if we had a Mercury retrograde or we had an eclipse or we had a full moon or a new moon or we hit this or we hit that, like they would provide energy. But the energy that the, our solar system on the whole, like the energy that we were in, the solar system was in, like kind of supersedes what's going on between us. So in other words, that energy is going to affect the way that the energy within the solar system, the planets in the solar system are going to affect each other. That energy lent itself to very negative, dense, and thick, heavy experiences. So a person who had ill intent or malevolent intent could sit and meditate or pray or chant or cast spells or just desire just put the thought that they wanted something selfishly, which means by means of another person or by means of getting it without having a regard for another person selfishly. Okay. Being selfless is just having, being accountable and knowing and, and uh, respecting. So, so being a teacher or, or what have you, or, or stumbling somebody and not knowing it doesn't make you malevolent. If you did not know that your words or your actions stumbled somebody, you're not a malevolent person. 
ultimately, from an esoteric standpoint, that is the casebook definition of a teacher. Because if that person who stumbled got what got the message and and became better and then had a fluid life, then you reset their course. That's what that means. Okay, so where are we at? <laughs> okay, so we're talking about the new moon and, 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 and intent and desire. So the, the negative energy is no longer present. Since 2012, that's what the Mayan calendar was about. Since 2012, the Mayan calendar marked when our solar system went from one energy into another energy, or it was, it was approximate. So sometime in this span of time, your solar system is going into this new field of energy. So for the last however long this planet's been around, or at least documented experience, we have been in this one particular type of energy. And that energy happened to be dense. It happened to, and dense leads and lends itself to a negative lower experience. It's not fluid. So what happened was people learned, certain people learned how to use that energy and, and use it in a way that benefited themselves and allowed for them to do it in a selfish way. And what happens when you understand power and it's given to you? You use it. And when you don't understand how you're using it or what you're doing with it, the potential to use it in a wrong way is there. So the, but the, so the reason why I'm telling you now is that it has to be selfless is because since we hit that marker, we have entered a f body of energy that is very light, very high frequency. And it does not allow that same kind of energy that was allowed in the prior body of energy that we were in. So if you go into something with a malevolent intent, it's probably going to work against you, come out, be shown, made transparent, um, and it will be corrected. Now, you may think, based on your intent and desire, that it's going to hold its weight, but uh, guess that therein lies the word, weight. It's heavy. So, when you think about these things, when you think about Mercury retrograde or anything having to do with energy, all I have to say about that is keep it light. And what I mean by that is stay in your higher emotions. Joy, happiness, peace, love, compassion, gratitude, you know, mercy. Um, oh my God, gratitude is so important. Oh my God. Like gratitude leads to abundance and abundance leads to more gratitude. And more gratitude leads to more abundance. It's a cycle, you guys. And, and, and abundance is in the eye of the perceiver. I don't have a lot. I have just enough to be so fucking grateful. Like, I've no clue with what's going on in this world and with the passing of my father. I am still one grateful human being. I just cannot believe, like, everything that's transpired in the last few months. Um, since the beginning of the year, really. 2020, right? 2020. This year is giving us the vision so we can move forward. I'm telling you, because I see clearly right now, you guys. That's why I'm sharing this with you. So back to the full moon. Now we'll get into it. Let's get into it. <clears throat> so the full moon. 
The energy that is present that I'm aware of is an energy that provides and has the potential to lend the intentful being, the intentful magnificent mind, human, soul, spirit, you, me, us. It lends the energy to have something removed. And that's why I went off into my meandering about it being selfless because I don't want someone to sit there saying like so-and-so at work is a pain in my ass so I'm going to wish for them to be removed because guess what? You'll probably be the one to get fired or quit (laughs) or find a better job if you can direct your energy in that way. Um, So selfless. So I'm going to recap what I asked to be removed when I came to this understanding. The first time that it resonated strong enough for me to act upon it and make it an intent, I was simultaneously learning, asking for the knowledge about why people behave or act the way that they do. What is it that makes a person lie? What is it? And, and I'll be honest, it's because there were aspects of my life that felt like a lie. I felt like, not like, I guess maybe like kind of being like a people pleaser, but not necessarily being a complete people pleaser. It's like almost being like a yes, yes man, but not. It was more like, I don't want confrontation. So just agree if you don't have to be vocal, if it's not something that's illegal or corrupt or, you know, harming someone else, just let them think what they want to think, let them say what they want to say, whatever, right? And um, to that end, I would tell little lies, you know? And and I'm nothing big. Like, I don't want people that I know to hear this saying, like, I was never honest with them because that's not the truth. I'm talking about almost kind of like more secular things. I, I could could really feel, maybe this is the sign that I should not be working with people. Maybe it's a sign that I should just work with myself and amongst those who come around me. Uh, not like I'm going to go pursue work from somebody else like I should work for myself. But anyways, um, that's probably what the science is. It's always felt more secular. Like things that I would say and what I would do, how I thought, what I felt, just didn't always mesh with people around me at first. Um, and then I, over time, of course, through what I was studying and learning and finding out, like I learned how to be with people. But at that point, it, it was... A lot of it had to do with, like, just the non-confrontational aspect, which ultimately made me feel fake. So the lying. So that was part of why I wanted to know, right? So what the information that was coming out was like, and I can tell you right now, like, when I tell a lie, because I am not perfect, I do think about it. And I think long and hard about why I'm saying it, why I might be saying it what effect it might be having, you know, because it's going to be there, you guys, until we can learn to be truly comfortable with each other's truth and with each other's perspective. Telling a lie, regardless of how big or small, is going to be something that we have to work on. I am working on it. Like, I'm fucking working on it. I can tell you, like, I went from, like, if I had a lyometer, <laughs> like, based on lies being present, not, like, on 
the depth or the consequence of the lie. I would say that lies were present probably like even simple little white lies, probably 35, 45, 50% if I'm being honest. <laughs> now, maybe 3%, 5%. But let me tell you, it's a motherfucker when I think about it. I'm cussing that's because there's a lot of in truth and intent in these words. And I just, oh, I guess some people are right. You utilize it when you have to, because Lord knows I don't like to cuss, even though I have. But um, I'm just saying the F word a lot. And in the introduction, I made it clear not to say the F word. I said F. So the first three things I asked for to be removed. And so by this is the way I started was through meditation. Um, now I'm at a point where it's conscience meditation. Like I'm on the bus, I'm podcasting, I'm at work. You know, meditation is as simple as thinking, carrying the thought, feeling it. That's your meditation. So I started by having, so I say intentful meditation when I mean like I sit on the bed or sit on the floor or take a bath and I have my candles going or something to zone me into that ritualized, personified intent. You know, people don't know when I'm sitting on the bus that I'm meditating. They just think I'm writing to work. So I wouldn't call that like, doing that intentful meditation that is like that is like a real-time meditation so so i asked to have i, I threw this through so what i learned was guilt fear and shame those are the things that are going to make people um lie they're going to make people do things like those are i think the three primary things that are going to make people put them in that position is what i'm saying so, or give them the potential to take that action or make that choice, head in that direction, utilize that decision, guilt, fear, and shame. When you're looking at the constructs of the obstruction for people, if it's not a learning lesson and they're on the wrong path, guilt, fear, and shame. And thankfully, the one thing that I understood about placing that intent and desire out there in the universe is that the universe has a funny way of finding out if you mean what you say. If you really feel it's not being vindictive. I don't like to use the word test, but how else are you going to know if you're going to stand by your convictions? If something does not come your way that allows you to exemplify exactly what you want in your life. And once you have it, those experiences become less and less and less. So yes, that first full moon, full, ah. <laughs> that first full moon meditation that I had, oh my God, for like the next six months, I had so many things come my way that had the potential to make me feel guilty, to make me feel shameful, to make me feel all those three guilt, fear, and fearful, fear, you know, and it was all spurred by on the fact that I want and have the desire had at that point to be an honest person, to be in my truth, to stand by my conviction, to say what I need to say when I need to say it, and to have the wisdom, which is the proper application of knowledge and the proper application is a fluid experience. I had the desire to be an honest person. 
I think that above all things weighed on me because I felt like if I couldn't be honest and it couldn't be me, then there was this cloud that was just never going to leave. And here I was learning about all of these facets of spirituality, the four agreements, you know, Reiki, this and this and that. But why am I still having a hard time sometimes? It's not always like that. Like I learned what gratitude was back like 10 years ago, like what it really meant to be grateful. But when I didn't apply the abundance in the right way, I went back into that learning experience. And I'm not going to say I lost everything because I still have every single thing that I've worked for. I have not had to pawn or hawk or anything. It was learning why I was being provided. It was knowing that the gratitude played a very big aspect and it was applying that abundance in a proper and above all honest way. When you are not, when an individual is not honest, there is something about them that will pull things to them that may prove to be an obstacle slash opportunity. If it's an opportunity, you're going to learn and, and you're going to learn how to apply it, work with it, or let it go. Otherwise, it's an obstacle, which means you're on the wrong path. If it if the experience progressively gets worse, pay attention. So those were the three things first time around. Next time around, which was probably like with the intentful, like, okay, and, and that's how I'm a step-by-step person. So I went through those three things and once those three things, and once I found out or felt that the universe got the hint, or learned, heard the message correctly, like, this is what I want. Those experiences got less and less and less. Lo and behold, here comes something else. And the intent was to have, during this full moon, was to have distractions, negativity, and complacency removed. So, I would probably say, like, these last few months have been a part of that. I feel like there was something else in there too, though. But those are the ones, by way of example, to, to give you an example of what I ask for when I apply this. I am not asking for the removal of a person in my life who I might find annoying or who I might, because I really don't feel that way about people, or removal of this. Everything that I ask for is something that I can apply to myself personally that will help me better myself when I'm out there in the world around other people who don't know this information. That's what I learned this for. Because you know what? The truly selfish thing to do is to be selfless because you attract that energy. So if you go out there and and you have your certain concerns or cautions, but never worrying, never distrust, Be a smart human. Be aware of certain things. Importantly, acknowledge certain things. Don't acknowledge certain things. But be aware of them. That's knowing there's potential. How are you going to utilize it? So that's what this thing is with the moon. How are you going to utilize it? Like, you know that that moon is full during a certain course of time. 
like this weekend, then why not take a moment to say a prayer, take a moment to give a thought, take a moment to feel an intention of something that you really feel like you just don't need in your life. Is there something that's like, feels negative? Is there something that feels like an obstacle? Is there something that feels like um, a blockage? Is there something that feels kind of staticky? Is there something that just feels like it's getting in the way and you can't figure out what it is? You know, I would just say like, it, the, the most honest thing to do would be to look at the self first before trying to see what else is out there that may be an implication in whatever it is that you need removed. Just understand that the energy is present. So why not utilize it? Why not send out the intent that you would like this done? Say it's something that has to do with your job and you don't like it or you don't want it or you're just not really fulfilled there. Think about it, pray about it, have a desire. Don't get frustrated, don't get impatient. Just know that you want something more and something better for yourself to help you progress. And if by some chance your success benefits your family or those close to you, bravo, bravo. You're doing it in a way that's not hurting other people. And it's fulfilling what you want. Put out the thought, put out the intent, share the intent. Maybe tell your family or your friends, like, you're thinking about this and this is what you want. I guarantee you, if there's, I'm not to say, like, if to question it, but just to say, like, if there's love there, if there's truth and honesty in your relationship, which there typically is amongst friends and family, you have their thoughts backing up your intentions. Because... I know if I have a loved one and they have a desire to do something, I'm going to wish them well. I'm going to say, hey, yeah, you know, yes, do it. Like, I'll, you know, I, I like to say, like, you know, I'll put you in my thoughts because that's just the right thing to do. So, yeah, you can be really selfish in a selfless way because you, if you understand that it's going to attract this good energy and that it's going to be abundant for everybody. Since I was, like, five or six, I always said, if I'm going to the top, this is when I had, like, ideas of being an actor or something in that scope of celebrity, I would always say, like, or running a big-ass business, like, if I'm going to the top... I'm taking as many people with me as I can because if they're happy and successful, I'm going to be happy and successful. And that's what it is. So removal of things. <laughs> that's what this full moon is about. And I'm, I'm, I know it's not, you know, the weekend of the full moon. We were probably like a, a tenth out, you know, maybe 15% out of the new moon, maybe 10% out of the new moon. Um, a full moon, I mean, ha. Huh. Oh, we're probably gonna have to have this discussion about the new moon too now that I just said it twice three times um, the full moon uh, however I'm applying that idea that we are present in the energy and it's still fresh in thought and the reason why it, it was I was I was kind of surprised like by Sunday evening Monday it today I still saw information on the new moon full moon oh, I said it four times now on the full <laughs> on the full moon is that um there was this there was a lunar eclipse so let's talk about that <laughs> the loon any eclipse whether it's solar or lunar, all it basically, fundamentally, at its most, you know, 
easily digestible way to think about it is amplify. All you're doing is amplifying the energy that's present, which is why it's important to understand, know, or be aware of the energy that's present and why when it comes to these planetary bodies um, influencing our own planet and, and, and us, again, being symbiotically tied to the planet, it does affect us. So amplification, that's what it means in general. That's why during a solar eclipse, there tends to be earthquakes and earth movements. Um, sometimes the Schumann resonance, because usually the Schumann resonance, which is the frequency that the earth emits naturally, we all emit an energy. The, ener the energy of the earth generally has been, I think it has been like seven or lower, three, between three and seven. I don't know. I, I, I do know, but I just can't recall at the moment. Um, but within the last, like, that I've been aware of when I look it up or it's presented to me, which means like it's on my feed or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I might as well look at it because it's there. Um, it's been going into the 40s, into the 50s, into the hundreds. This is the frequency of the planet. So let me take this opportunity to say, okay, well, before I say this, I'm just going to say generally it spikes during solar flares when the flare is coming directly towards our planet. Um, or sometimes just in general when a flare occurs. Um, lately, there has been mention and notation of these energies when I find out like they've spiked and there's no flares going on what I have found out within the past six months to a year what I have been noticing when I go to these different sources of information it's generally and this is the cool thing when the Schumann resonance is spiking into those numbers and there is no solar activity it is correlated on days that I know to be days of mass meditation across the globe. When people plan to meditate for something particular, whether it's peace, whether it's enlightenment, whether it's transparency, whether it's any of those things that will benefit everybody as a group. My point is like, it's not just that the frequency is going up. There's two things about that. First, it's the frequency is going up because there's so many people. Once the Bible says it, like I am not a religious person, but the Bible is an instructional book. The Bible says it. When more than one person prays, their intentions are multiplied. I use the word amplified. It's kind of the same. <laughs> um, I guess multiplied would denote like an increase in strength, whereas amplification may be just like a broader distribution of the same strength. But we're talking about higher frequency energy. So I guess make your intent good, right? But I just kind of see it as one in the same. It's The point is, it increases. Whether it's the same frequency all over or an increased concentrated version of that energy. During a world meditation, that is when I've also seen the Schumann resonance increase. And I, when I made that understanding, I was just like, holy crap. And the only reason why I understood that is because I had intended to meditate on those days. I, I 
have never participated in a world like when I listen to these people talk and they say oh we'll like tune in on this day we're at this time if you're in this time zone it'll be that time if you're in that time zone it'll be that time like we're gonna do meditation for this or for this and that or a b and c like I've always heard it and I've always thought I'll meditate sometime around that point and I will utilize my energy to amplify the energy that's present but I've never until this year actually done it at the same time so that was a big thing for me to make that decision to say like you know what no i'm going to do it with everybody this time it was important because personally i feel connected to this planet as a steward and as a guardian as, as someone who has been here since its inception and prior so being aware that so many people are awake and understanding what it means to be conscious and how to utilize prayer and meditation and intent field thought i felt like it was important it is important to include myself in these instances at this moment and there have been a few more since the last one i did but i haven't felt the not the need but i haven't felt the the draw to participate but i'm fully aware actually i've been spending so much time like real time meditating that like doing an actual like um intentful meditation has gripped that's i've maybe done 3 this year 4 this year including the ones well yeah and the ones where i participated in the mass meditation but anyways my point was on those days the energy increased so <laughs> the shimmer resonance so like um full moon <laughs> and lunar eclipse so with the lunar eclipse is based and, and from a scientific standpoint basically what you're looking at is that there's another mass or object in the path of that like particular event the full moon in this case and so when all of those line up it increases the gravity or the magnetism or the energy whatever energy is present and however it's utilized or worked and that has an influence on us so and that's all you basically need to really i think there's going to be more of course but like on a fundamental level like i said that's like basically what an eclipse provides during certain events obviously the sun and the moon have different spaces of time with us so a lunar eclipse and a solar eclipse are going to be different in their effects however they do both result in an amplification of the energy that's present at that time and there are other things that tie into it you know like where we're at in the space what stars are behind us and all these other things however i again i like to give the very foundation of those teachings because if you understand it on a very simple level positive and negative then at least you have the foundation of where to direct your intent then if you want you can go and learn why your house is in a certain why your moon is in a certain house or why capricorn affects this or you know gemini affects that or i mean whatever it is you want to learn i think that stuff is very interesting and informative however i feel like we don't have to be we don't have to dissect that much if we are listening to our intuition and our emotions we can just feel which people oh you tree hugger yes i am <laughs> anyways 
All right, so I think that was going to be about it. We're approaching an hour with this particular segment, and we all know that one hour into this, it'll cut off for like five seconds, and you're going to lose like 200 words of information. So I should probably draw this to a conclusion. Um, Thank you all for your listening ears, your light hearts, and your open minds. I feel truly blessed and grateful to have the opportunity to express myself with the freedoms that are provided that are intended for all humans on this planet. And I have so much faith and so much gratitude in knowing that that is going to be 100% applicable for all of us. My friends, we just need to have faith and we need to love And we need to be aware that there's potential for things to go wrong out there. But don't acknowledge it. Don't bring it into your life. Just say you're going to work with it. And everything will go according to plan. I love you guys. Until next time. Love, peace, joy, compassion, patience, mercy, harmony, abundance, gratitude, empathy, discernment, faith, forgiveness. It is in you. It is in me. It is in us now.